Captain, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The smartest guys around. We're about to break it down like they've won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor, no way to Survivor Know-It-Alls. It's the night before Thanksgiving here in the United States. Stephen Fishback is traveling to see some family, and we are joined by an honest-to-goodness know-it-all from Survivor 42, Omer Zaheer. Oh, thank you, Rob. I actually thought this was a spinoff called Don't Know-It-Alls, but... No. Why? Do the actual know-it-alls actually know? I mean... I mean, you know, I'm used to hanging out with uh, these Canadians like Marianne and Kevin from Big Brother. Oh, winners. I was like, you're the only one who hasn't won. And I'm like, well, who's on know-it-alls tonight? Yes. Okay. Well, look, the know-it-alls is for the people that know everything about the game except how to win. And so uh, you are in good company to talk about it all here tonight. Thank you for being here uh, with us. I'm really excited to talk about this episode. I loved uh, this episode here tonight. So... For everybody that says all Rob does is complain about Survivor, let me just say, 
I love this episode. I thought that the entirety, everything uh, here tonight just about was really, really fun. I thought we got to see a masterful move uh, here, or at least the masterful execution of a move by uh, Jesse. Uh, We could talk about uh, whether or not it was uh, the right call to make, but just so fun that we really went in Jesse's point of view. Uh, Jesse did a great job of explaining Mm -hmm. everything. And then the show really built, I thought, a very tense final act at Tribal Council around, did Gabler did Gabler spill the beans? Did Gabler and Carla get something going? Like, did they tell Cassidy and and Sammy and and tense shots? And I thought that they really on what could have been potentially a boring boot episode of Noel. I, I thought Survivor really built a very interesting episode here, where you were really feeling like, oh, they got Jesse tonight. This is it for Jesse. I totally agree. I felt like this was a top three baby episode of the season, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe even close to the top. But I thought they did a really, really good job getting into Jesse's head and giving us the execution of the strategy, which is sometimes I think that's something that's like da 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 da, you know, on Survivor. It's like the the main points, the bullets make it. But here we saw the whole thing laid out and probably because it was a more straightforward boot, but I really enjoyed the new little editing tricks that they're doing because I know a few weeks ago you guys talked about, oh, maybe, um, you know, sometimes not knowing everything and being blindsided is a bit frustrating as a viewer. But I find I'm kind of of the opposite mentality of like, it's so rare to be surprised on Survivor. I think Zach said it a few weeks back. And when you are surprised, you get that jaw-dropping moment or like, a, oh, this is new. After 43 seasons, I feel like that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this as opposed to mm-hmm. just not showing us something and then, oh, like, oh, that was happening? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yep. Uh, this is like, they dangle the possibility of like, oh, well, perhaps Gabler and Carla decided to take matters into their own hands and ultimately mm-hmm. go with their own plan and the question of Tribal Council was, did this happen as opposed to just like, oh, by the way, here's like some completely new information that you never even could think of. Here it is yeah. presented to you. Surprise. So this yeah. to me, I thought was uh, much better. And so we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. And I think the big question at this hour of that, I think there's two schools of thought at this hour, Omer, mm-hmm. of did tonight's episode tell you that Jesse is definitely going to be the winner of the season or did tonight's episode of survivor tell you that Jesse definitely will not be the winner (laughs) of the season. Looking forward to talking that through with you here tonight. Let me just set the stage of what's to come. We'll have our exit interview with Noel on Monday because of the Thanksgiving holiday. The uh, CBS offices are taking uh, Thursday and Friday off. And so We will have Noel on Monday as well uh, with our amazing race exit interview that will be scheduled for Monday as well. And so on Friday uh, afternoon ish, six o'clock, I believe uh, I'm going to be doing our survivor feedback show with the great Shannon Gus, your friend and mine. Uh, We will be taking your feedback questions, your voicemails, everything uh, with Shannon Gus. And so we will be doing uh, probably a, a pretty strategy heavy feedback show with Shannon coming up on Friday. And then on Saturday morning, I believe at 11 a.m. Eastern, I will be live with Tiffany Seely for our recap show this weekend. So uh, be on the lookout for that. So Shannon, Friday, not Thursday, 
And then Tiffany coming up on Saturday with our exit interview coming up on Monday. Okay, Omer, here's my question in in regards Mm -hmm. to Jesse in particular. Again, Mm -hmm. incredible. I love love the way that he described everything. So much fun. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But is Jesse on a trajectory to be the next Omer, the next Ricard, to be the person who we say, wow, what a great game they played, but they got on to them (laughs) too quick and the person does not win the season. Is that what you're thinking? I mean, that is kind of what I'm thinking here. I think the interesting part about Jesse's play is it was very good, but Jesse doesn't know that the Alec Gabler is on to him. And you know, mm-hmm. much like I felt kind of a little bit, you know, an episode or two down the road, um, I didn't realize, you know, Marianne had the knife out, that Mike had the knife out, that Jonathan had the knife out. And that really affected, you know, the outcome for me and for Jesse. If he doesn't know that Gabler's sharpening those those little alligator teeth that is going to pop out of the um, ocean and eat him up, then he's going to potentially not see a blind side coming, even though he has, as far as we know, still has two immunity idols. Now, I think that um, the interesting part of the intrigue for tonight is, you know, it really set up the next episode almost as opposed to what was going to happen now. And I wanted to ask you, because I noticed that when all of these conversations with Gabler and Carla specifically were happening, what started to trickle down Jeff's favorite rain, 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 rain. So how much do you think that if there was going to be a move made tonight, was that stifled by the rain? Because I found that at times gameplay was stifled by the rain because you're stuck in the shelter and you can't do anything in those moments. See, I think that Jesse is such a savvy player and I think he's, he's so good at this. It comes through. And I guess what I'm worried about is like, does everybody see it? Not just Mm -hmm. the people that are watching the show. And I think that he did the thing that I'm sure, you know, very well, uh, the thing that Tony really mastered of like, Hey, by the way, tribal councils in, uh, five minutes, Mm. here's the plan. So you almost yes. uh, don't give the opposition, a t- even if Gabler wanted to do something, did he have enough time to be able to convince right. Carla and get the numbers to be able to do it? Right. And I don't think that, I think that there there's really was, I don't think rain or shine. there had been yeah. longer time, rain or shine, um, that there would have been a flip onto Jesse this round at least. But I do think that that partially helps stifle it. And that is time sensitivity is very important in the, especially in the modern era of survivor where everything is so fast paced, you have to take advantage of those moments. And the other thing that, you know, part of Jesse's three-step plan and step three is, um, you know, or no, step two is set up the fall guy, but they made it look like it was Sammy. I think my take is that Cody is the real fall guy here because if you looked at his conversation with Gabler, he's approaching that conversation and he's what's the first thing out of his mouth, Rob? It's uh, Cody had this idea. Yes. So yes. if things are going to flip on these two, you know, do you go after the bigger bombastic player that's getting blamed for the plan or the one who's silent but deadly in the background? Who has a better chance to win immunity? Part. Yeah. 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 I think that was the best part of Jesse's plan because when you're a player like him, if you if you're out in front and too obvious and there's a blind side on your alliance, you're going to be the one going home and you can't pick up the pieces. But is he setting up Cody to be that person if they turn on his group and that allows him to you know stay around another round and play further? 
Omar, my favorite thing that Jesse did in all of this, I guess besides the confessionals, the confessionals was my favorite thing. Uh, But my second favorite thing that Jesse did was that after the votes came up for Noel, I thought he so artfully went to Noel because this is that you you know like uh, this yeah. is like jury votes are like uh won or lost in in these moments mm-hmm. and he went up to her and he said to her I had to do it I had to you mm-hmm. you were so good you know he, he didn't say it. that mm-hmm. was the subtext and yeah really um you know you kind of have to take Noel out of the game I know yeah. that there have been so many women that have gone out of the game, but I think that after this, after this episode, I, I want to talk about that more. Like, yeah, he's like identifies like, okay, I got it. I got to take Noel. If I want to win, I got to take Noel out. And he did it in a way that it was like, this was a respect vote. And I'd be surprised if Noel doesn't vote for Jesse, if he's yeah. in the final three. Yeah, I think that um, that's definitely a good point. And I think in in the situation that Jesse was in, he kind of had to do that. And it's a big move to step outside of the reward that they had. You know, I went on that family reward. You know, I know the emotions in that moment are very, very charged. And, you know, going into the family reward on season 42, like the sanctuary, necessarily the sanctuary, um, very beautiful. Um, But Mike, you know, wasn't my closest ally at the time. But that sort of emotional moment that brings you together really does make you feel like you cannot turn on that person. And when it came down to seven, that was only two days later, I still felt like an attachment to him and didn't really want to let him go. And so for Jesse to still make that move on Noel when he knows that's probably best for his game is quite impressive. It's ruthless, but it's great. Yeah. Um, I guess the question is, do you think it is? I mean, it's hard because there's so many relationships we're not seeing the full extent of like last week, Sammy says out of nowhere, um, my BFF for life is Carla. Yeah. Um, since when, Sammy? Yes, but we didn't exactly. know that, so it's hard to predict his his um, his motivations and his decisions. The same thing is true for Jesse. Like in this situation, we see all the information. We see that Gabler is maybe not so team Jesse. Like he thinks he is. So is it best to actually get rid of Noel, who may be a shield? And I think given what Jesse probably knows, the answer is yes. But I do worry for him moving forward based on things he wouldn't really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many things in this season where it's just it's so hard to be able to get the relationships right. And um, maybe things were more clear to us from the outside looking in in season 42. But I'm not sure what it is about season 43 where people just have these relationships that we just have no idea about. Yes. And it's so hard to be able to predict from episode to episode. And God knows I try, Omer. You know, I, I do a thing yeah. where try I, try, I try to I try very hard. I try to predict what's going to happen. And I got to do go back to like where Rob was right, where Rob was wrong. And the, I, I think the, if just in my own self-assessment of what I got mm-hmm. wrong this week, I thought coming out of the vote with James that, Mm -hmm. okay, well, these four people just did a thing. Carla voted with them. Okay. Mm -hmm. These four, uh, where that, what Jesse and Cody don't know is Carla just voted with Noel and Owen and Sammy Mm -hmm. and was okay with taking out James. They're going to work together. But the thing that I missed was that, for Noel and Owen, they didn't. They left Carla out of that vote. Only Sammy brought her in. I thought, okay, they're going to get back with Cassidy. This is a five, and they're going to be coming for Jesse and Cody. And now, okay, mm-hmm. the Carla versus Jesse war is going to start here. But what I what I had missed was that Noel and Owen did not feel like that they're on the same mm-hmm. page 
with Coco uh, that going after James was just step one of their plan. They wanted either Cassidy or Carla next. And so I think that that's really big of that. If you don't tell people, even if you vote, even if you voted together, uh, but if mm-hmm. you don't have that communication before the vote, like maybe that's the best sign of who's voting together or who's working yeah. together. Yeah. And I, 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 to be fair, Rob, I don't think you missed anything because it wasn't in the episode, you know, it really right. made it. But I'm like projecting, I'm sort of like, on. you know, yeah. it's like a, a logic puzzle that I'm like, okay, okay. So we know this. So this obviously this is, you know, where, where it must go from here. But I yeah. think that that was a big thing I missed last week and mm-hmm. just thinking that those yeah. four were were together because Carla wrote James's name mm-hmm. down. And kind of going back to that, I mean, that was my first note of the episode is that that first scene, that two, three minutes really changed the framework on how you thought about last week completely. Because at the time, you know, everyone was saying, or some people are saying on Twitter, you know, like Sammy shouldn't be telling Carla this, like that's messy, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I was like, it's very easy to armchair quarterback that. But in the moment, like how many times do people bring in other people into a plan to try to include them? Like it happens all the time. Um, You know, even last season, like people were like, why did you tell Hi about Lydia going home? But he was fully in on that plan. Like there's things that you can't really capture if they're not going to tell that part of the story. But now, so like coming out of last week, I was like, well, maybe there's a, if Sammy and Carla are that close, there may be a reason that he told her and it's all fine and he's going to be in a better position but the way things look this week, it, it, I'm a little bit surprised how quickly things had turned on Sammy, um, who was in a very strong position and now is kind of, you know, that person that everybody's looking at as unreliable. And I guess it just shows you how quickly things can change in the game. But looking back on that, do we think Carla, you know, if she wasn't fully on board with James, was it a missed opportunity for her to play an idol or try to save him in some way? Or do you think kind of cutting her losses and going forward was the best thing? Yeah, that's really interesting because that, you know, Carla could have done a couple of different things uh, in the last episode. Yeah, she could have played her idol, but she also could have just told James, hey, uh, use that knowledge's power uh, a little bit earlier because uh, then also she burns the knowledge's power and gets it out of the game, tells basically James, here's what's going to happen. And uh, he takes the steal a vote away from Noel. They use the steal a vote and ultimately vote out Owen. Because it seems like that Carla is, you know, focused on, you know, wanting to go after, um, you know, Noel anyway, potentially uh, on that next vote. She doesn't. The thing that I guess but we'll work our way back around to. And does Carla know this? Of uh, This Ooh. is uh, the phenomenon of the new era of Survivor. Are you better off being in the position of a Jesse of, okay, now I am really running things here at the final seven, or are you better off with that, not that big of a target on your back and being the person who's kind of waiting in the wings, which I feel like that Carla is set up so beautifully right now to be able to have, if she can take down Jesse at this point, like you feel like that maybe she's the person who set up very well to win this thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, yeah. So I think that Carla is set up well. And I think kind of in hindsight, the best thing for her to do probably was to just let him go because there wasn't enough time. How much, you know, if she goes from Sammy right over to James, like what is that going to say to everybody in that group? I mean, I guess if James uses knowledge as power, it doesn't matter anymore. Sammy is going to be pissed, right? 
Yeah, yep. Sammy's going to be upset, and she loses agency in the game. Now she's in a situation where Coco's kind of down in numbers yeah. a little bit. But if she can sneak in there and build up these other targets, she might be okay. But I think what you said highlights the the difference in New Age Survivor. I think since Edge of Extinction moving forward, other than maybe um, maybe Island of the Idols, because Tommy was kind of on top the whole time, but. Um, but he wasn't necessarily doing anything super flashy. Right. So I do think that now, you know, especially edge of extinction, that chain of like, you make a move, you're out, you make a move, you're out. And even we see it with Noel this week. Um, I think it's hard to have all the agency in the game and be making all the decisions because there will come a time where that will catch up to you. But then do you sacrifice agency and being in charge to like be that position, like even like in Gabler's position, like he wasn't necessarily respected earlier on in the game, but now he has the power and he's capable of more than people think. But do you play like kindly, like even with Marianne, Marianne and Gabler, okay, I'm going to compare the two. This might be a hot take, but Marianne, big personality, Gabler, Gabler, big personality. You know, Marianne may not have drawn as much negative attention to herself, but she was a very capable player where people were distracted by her personality. And same with Gabler. Like, if they can use that and take that, are those actually the most well-positioned players in the game? Are they, in this current era, people who are big characters and have more going on than people think? I don't know. I I think that's a, a really interesting point of, you know, you have so many people who, you know, if it turns out that, you don't want to be the person making moves. Well, moves are still going to happen. Like, how is this going to be decided? You know, it, Mm It's not unlike, you know, uh, building the house of cards, you know, that the person who like uh, ends up with the highest and then they end up like falling down uh, very quickly. Just going back to I know before you go to that. Yes. um, What the hell with that? Okay, Carla, I love you. Mm-hmm. You're amazing on the show. You're doing great, but do not become an architect. What the yeah, hell was I mean, that? She had tower? some things like going out at like 45 <laughs> degree angles uh, at different points. Uh, so, you know, maybe that has to do with maybe uh, she, I don't know which uh, hand she had hurt. Maybe it was uh, <laughs> oh, right, right, going right, back right. to Oof. having the hand injury. Um, so, yeah, for Noel, let's talk about her and uh, what she did. She was somebody who was so impressive, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched this episode tonight with my kids, and it's a great perspective because they watched her win that reward challenge, and then their mouths were on the floor. They couldn't believe... They were like Jeff. They, they couldn't mm-hmm. believe this is the greatest thing that they have ever seen. So what, what an inspiration... Noel was uh, to come through and ultimately win that her leg is uh, losing suction. She's it's falling off. Just absolutely incredible. I feel like yeah, that Noel. I, uh, go ahead. Oh, I am just very, very In impressed awe. with Noel. I mean, I have two legs and I have less grace than she did for sure. Yeah. Like I was tripping all over that beach and all that. Like I was super impressed. It was truly like, it takes a lot to actually be like, you know, we're, we're the strategists, right? We don't really care much about the challenges. So to be so impressed for me, it's not the thing that I really watch um, very closely, but that was very, very impressive. And I think Noelle deserves a lot of kudos and praise, not only for the inspiration that she is, but also she's a better strategy like sure. strategist than I would have, you know, you know, she looks like the physical player, the person that's going to be, you know, rah, rah for the team. But she had some very innovative strategies, including last week yes. using her advantage, but not for the advantage. It was that brilliant. It is. Exactly. And then even this week, the, the thought of let me take Sammy. 
um, to keep him comfortable as opposed to, um, you know, being a very simple pick of who she wants to align with. But do you think that Noel could have picked better for the reward in any way? Hmm. Um, who should she have had? I mean, she ultimately includes Jesse, who then mm-hmm. engineers her ouster from the game. Mm-hmm. So I- I'm not sure uh, who she could have taken. I mean, Carla was her target at that point, right? I almost think, you know, maybe do we... So I guess the, the thing with Noelle um, in her position, I wonder, um, you know, she was trusted Jesse twice and was burned by Jesse mm-hmm. twice before this. Um, yet they seem to have a very good relationship on a personal level. But at what point does she maybe say, okay, you know, you got to cut bait on Jesse because he's lied to you not once, not twice. You know, can you put all of your faith into his, yeah. his game? Um, and, and, but then at the same time, do you want Jesse and Cody back at camp? I think you got to take one of them, but the same thing is true for um, Carla and Cassidy. Yeah. I think you you've got to split them up and truthfully I think she should have left Owen behind. I think that's my my thought is you take one of Cody Jesse, one of Carla Cassidy and then Gabler or Sammy. Mm-hmm. And okay. maybe Gabler. Well, I was going to say the one person you didn't bring up was that I wonder if Gabler is the person that you bring on this reward. Now again, uh, you, you it so much. He would appreciate it so much mm-hmm. and he's such a loyal guy and I just wonder if if you took Gabler on that reward and then Gabler gets wind of the plan to take you out. Like after he just got the letter from his daughter, um, like mm-hmm. I almost feel like that, you know, I, I don't want to like, you know, not give Gabler his his due, but like maybe yeah. he's the kind of guy that he feels so loyal that he's going to tell you. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Although I will say that is somewhat playing with fire to some extent, because I remember a time where I put my trust in a certain Mike because of, you know, oh, we're, we shared this family thing, like we're going to be good. Yeah, and then but you, you didn't you give it to him. You just went in. with you just went with him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I did also like kind of trust. I did trust him to like follow through, although I think he would have. But there's other things, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, with advantages that were not shown. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Gabler is. Um, I find a little bit unpredictable sometimes. And so like you, you'll see him take a sharp left and you don't necessarily see that coming. So he's somebody that will make bold moves. So I think having like taking him and avoiding that variable of having him away from you is probably a good idea. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you won a spinny reward in your, <laughs> yes, in your yes. season, uh, which uh, much like Noel in yeah. the, the episode where you went home, you also won, won the reward yeah. challenge. Yeah. So that do you, are you thinking ahead of time of, Hey, uh, if I win this reward, do you have those names off the top of your head or should you? Yeah. I mean, I think you always should. And I think you know, before I went on survivor, my mindset was always don't win the reward. Like who cares? Mm-hmm. But at that point in the game, I, I just wanted to win something. Um, and I think that's something that you don't really like as a, somebody a strategist is watching. It's hard to like, it's hard to throw a challenge in, in the moment. Um, and then also, you know, for me, we were always kind of planning that. So I remember, you know, Lindsay took me on a reward, but I told her if I win, I'm not taking you. If you win, you have a reason to take me because I haven't been on anything. So that's fine. And, and we kind of agreed on that. Um, and I told Jonathan before that I was not going to take him because I didn't want us to look too close and stuff like that. And I think for our season, the culture r- around reward choices was pick people who have not eaten that much unless they're unfortunately Romeo in mm-hmm. Lindsay's case. Um, but I think this season, there hasn't been a lot of individual rewards or options for choice. So this really came out of nowhere uh, for them. And so I don't know how much planning went into it, but I do think it's something that should be talked about. I want to go back to Noelle. And mm-hmm. a question that I really want to ask her when I have the chance to speak with her on Monday is how much was she thinking, if at all, about her own threat level in the game? Because she was somebody who, of course, she has this amazing story about all, all the adversity that she's you know, uh, overcome with her leg being amputated and being out on survivor and then has played a really big game came away. She made that big move at tribal council, which Jesse referenced. Then she goes on. She wins this challenge in this episode. She seems to me somebody who did not seem to be thinking very much about what is, how are people looking at her as a threat in the game? And you heard multiple players say, I can't beat her at the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that came up a lot tonight. I, I do also, uh, if you have the chance to talk to her, I would be curious to know how much of her, like her story and her, you know, her adversity over other people played into how she felt her game went. Because watching the show up until tonight, I didn't think that, you know, having an artificial like really affected the other people in the game as much from what we saw on TV. Like you saw Kelly Bruno um, was not treated super well and was looked at as somebody who could never get to the end simply because who she was. To me, I got the sense that people were threatened by Noelle because of her social game and the bonds that she was making with people and the advantage that she had. And so I would be curious to see how much the perception of her, she felt changed with that reward win because mm-hmm. it was so incredible. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like there's something about Noelle where they were always on her, you know, she couldn't do anything. She was always this big threat um, because of who she was attached to. And why is she getting targeted for the people that she's with, or at least they're cutting out her side piece, you know, every couple of days, um, but she was skating by. So I wonder, you know, what was it about her that avoided if they were so threatened by her? Why didn't they just go for her? Like that to me is a little bit unclear. Um, but I don't know if you have a take on that. It's like, why go after Justine and Dwight and, you know, Owen at one point, you know, eventually they went for Noel, but it just seemed weird how fixated mm-hmm. people were on that. 
Well, I think that the Justine thing, I don't think that was so much of a shot across the bow of Noel. I think it was that Jesse specifically said, you know, I, I don't get along with Justine. I feel like that she's the kind of person the who seems to be a salesperson, uh, seems like trouble. And as far as uh, Dwight goes, yeah, I, I don't know exactly why it was. I think it was that going back to that episode that it was a Cody thing. Cody uh, mm -hmm. seemed to feel like that he had the bigger problem with Dwight. What I'm really confused about is why Noel, and I don't know what, what kind of damage control Jesse and Cody did. How does Noel feel like that she's still working with Jesse and Cody? Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe you, what I would guess, and I don't really know because all I have to go off is on the TV, but you're seeing the situation where, you know, they're saying we have a really great relationship with Noel. We like Noel a lot and Noel saying, I really trust these people, but I do wonder if maybe there is some sort of communication breakdown where maybe from the perception of specifically Jesse, cause he's the one who's kind of been going after Noel is Noel not giving him something that he's looking for in terms of trust. And so it's something that's very difficult to like, quantify on the screen mm -hmm. as to why you don't necessarily trust someone and that person in their head like noel might be thinking like i'm good with jesse like i trust him but if jesse's not reading the signal that way that's where things could break down like i know that in you know my season when it came down to the final seven you know i was given some information um but i didn't feel like i could trust that person completely just because of the like like i just didn't feel there was complete transparency yeah. but it's it's hard to like it's hard for that to come across on the screen. So that's what, that would be my guess, but I don't know for sure, obviously. So we see Noelle, she pulls off this big move at last week's tribal mm -hmm. council and then ultimately, okay, is the, becomes the target of the vote this time around. I feel like that this move comes across also as that this was Jesse's move. I, I think yeah. that when people like look up and it's Owen and Noel and Sammy that are blindsided when we try to like figure out wait, like uh, who whose idea was this? I think it's going to come back to that. It was Jesse's idea. Maybe it's Cody. Maybe Jesse's able to uh, paint it as, as Cody being the person who did it. I thought that the thing that you really did so well in season 42 uh, and the thing that I was so impressed on is I felt like that you seem to realize I don't want the credit. OK, mm. I, I want to be involved with the mm -hmm. things, especially like at the merge, especially when you didn't have yeah. a vote where yeah. if you could get your agenda across, but also not mm -hmm. make it seem like that you, it, you are the person who is coming up with the plans then it's almost like the opposite of your, oh, I got to build my resume. I got to make big moves. Yeah. I got to let everybody know what I did. Whereas it's almost like that you don't want that. You want incognito mm -hmm. mode for everything that you're doing out there on Survivor. Do you feel like that that's the key to success in the new era? Yeah. So, you know, obviously I was a big fan going into the show and, you know, watching really specifically, I know everyone gives Edge of Extinction a hard time, but I actually enjoyed that season more than most people did. But also in preparing for the show, I actually watched that season again because it just seems so modern in terms of gameplay right. and, and, and what to expect. And like, we have really hit a point where if you are the person that makes the big, bold play, you are going to go out. So, you know, being, you know, Evie may kill me for saying this, but if we're going back to Darwin's theory of evolution, you know, you, you, you can make all the big moves you want. Cause that's like the big splash that is expected and wanted and stuff like that. But if that leads to you getting voted out, is that really a good move? And so, 
but, but I guess what I wanted was like my cake and to eat it too. So it was like, I want that control, that agency, but I don't want people to know about that until the end of the game. And so that was the balance that I was trying to strike, but you know, all, things always come to light eventually. And so I think things for me came to light a little bit too early, but I do think that that is probably the recipe for success. And it's something that I think Jesse, Carla, and up until this week, Sammy has been doing quite well. Um, I think Sammy's now been discovered. The question is, has Jesse shifted the blame onto Cody long enough to keep going or is he going to be discovered now? And I still think that Carla's pretty deep undercover. So um, do you think anybody else is doing that or not? Not really. Is anybody else doing a good job of making moves? Hiding their agency and things like that. And hiding what they're doing. Um, So off the top of my head, yeah, I I don't really know uh, if there is that person. I feel like that Carla would be the person that I would say is probably doing that the best right Mm now. Other than that, I mean, we're only down to seven people. Mm. I, I feel like that maybe Cassidy uh, is yes, a little Cassidy. bit in that camp yep. as well. And what a great episode she had with yes. winning the House of Cards challenge. Um, but yeah. I think that she's looked at as sort of like uh, she is to Carla as Cody is to Jesse. Yeah. And actually, I will say that I think that, um, yeah, Cassidy and Cody are in, you know, very similar positions. And I think that both Cassidy, but especially Cassidy, because I think that she can still maintain a cover a little bit better than Cody because he's so bombastic, whereas um, Cassidy can hide a little bit more. But she's in a really she is in the potentially the best position in the game if she can um, maximize, you know, her agency moving forward, because if the ship blows up of Coco, like it's going to be Carla first and she can slip by another round unless an idol gets played or something like that. Um, but she, you know, she'll hopefully get to a point where she takes advantage of that and can really, you know, show her full teeth. Um, cause right now she still is undercover and she is a capable player cause she seems very smart and she's a big fan of the show. So yeah. I feel like, um, people are sleeping on Cassidy because she could come up right now, like the Gabler herself. Yeah, uh, it was and really she had great. More respect than him. Um, sh- I, I loved uh, the return of the House of Cards challenge. Uh, that's been yes. something I think that also uh, in season forty-three, where you know we talked a lot about oh the new era, you know, uh, ready, set, stand still, and all of the challenges, especially in the post-merge, being the same and it really yeah. not not being super fun. So I love that they brought back mm-hmm. the House of yeah. Cards challenge here as something different. And then going looking ahead to the previews for next week. Did you have to see? I'm assuming I'm <laughs> the presuming challenge. Yeah, the waterboarding wow. uh, like hey, make a hand snorkel is going to yeah. be back. So I love that we're getting some of these individual immunity throwbacks uh, back. In, and so it's not just every single challenge after the merge uh, being so yeah. similar. You know, I'm a little bit jealous of the. Uh the uh, whole waterboarding challenge. Cause I feel like I have a really long nose and I could have made that work. You know? Yeah. So, what animal you know. do you feel like that's most like <sighs> the snorkel challenge? Yeah. Um, you know, I guess you'd have to go with something like a bandicoot. Mm-hmm. You know what that is, you know what a bandicoot no, is. Crash right? bandicoot. Like a crash bandicoot. Crash yeah. bandicoot and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a numbat. So similar to a bandicoot. They got the long flexible nose that they can stick out there. Um, so I think that that is the optimal strategy is to just turn into a bandicoot. That would be great. Yeah. What did you think of tonight when Jesse just out of nowhere says, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure Carla has the Coco Idol. Yes. Okay, I have been waiting for weeks for an answer to this because we saw that secret scene where Carla kind of put the blame on poor Lindsay, um, which was a brilliant move, and I wish they had included it on the show. Mm-hmm. But now it just seems that nobody <laughs> believed that. So it's, um, it's, I feel like that that's the part where I'm like, uh, you know, I really like some of the changes they're doing, but to kind of just casually throw this in now when we've been wondering that for weeks... Um, I want to know, I still don't know who the extent of who knows. I assume almost everybody does at this point. But yeah. Well, I asked yeah. James uh, in the exit interview know, last yeah. week. And, and they said, James, well, like, uh, did yeah. you think that Lindsay had the idol? He's like, no, I didn't even think about who had the Coco idol. Yeah, but clearly somebody has said something. Like, it must have been Cassidy or Ryan because Jesse knows somehow. Um, but I, I feel like that that's really important information that we're just not getting at the moment. Um, and I, I wonder how Carla's kind of managing that information as well. Like, I think that's the other thing with the new era is they want all of these advantages to be known to some extent. Cause I really, I really think they want knowledge is power to work. Um, is it coming back? Do you first. think we're going to see knowledge is power? That no, looks like no, next week, a new, a new advantage season. is, is oh good. My gosh. people are if they pull it out scurrying. at seven, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know, but I think that, um, it's cursed and it's probably not going to work, especially if they keep having all of these things be so public. Yeah. But um, with Carla, I, I think it was ballsy to hold on to it tonight for sure, because coming off of, I think the thing that, you know, isn't necessarily highlighted on the show is you have this new 26 day format, you get to the merge, there's everybody doesn't. So you're coming from three different groups now into this merge situation where you have so few relationships. You only know the people around you. And there's way more people you don't know than you do know. So nobody wants to be super out in front and like lead the charge. So oftentimes that first vote can just become the easy vote. And with the, you know, limited number of people being vulnerable, that does make spice things up a little bit for sure. Like Lydia never would have gotten home if it weren't for the way things shook out there, but it does spice up the gameplay a little bit. But then, you know, after Lydia goes, you know, Chanel goes, you know, shortly thereafter, and then there's a double boot right after, and then you feel like the number shrinks so much. And now you're, you have two days, a two day cycle. And that's longer times where you're thinking about, okay, we're getting close to the end of the game. We need to go after someone big. And so in Carla's position, it's very impressive that she knows that they know she has an idol potentially. And now is the time to come after a big player. You just lost James and she holds on to it. But I mean, good for her. Like that's ballsy. And I, I like that. Yeah. This is going to be a really fun final seven uh, to go down to the home stretch. It's really, you know, any of the seven players in the game, I think, uh, could go out next week. It is a very interesting scenario where we have three idols still in the game. We have a potential advantage get in looming for (laughs) us at the final five. And let me just float one other theory by you before Mm -hmm. we start to get to some questions from the audience. Okay. In this Mm -hmm. final seven, whoever controls Gabler controls the game. Yes. Most valuable piece on the board. How about that? Because (laughs) I think everybody thinks they have this guy. And the question is really who does. Okay. Does Jesse and Cody, they think they have Gabler probably Owen and Sammy. Each of them probably yeah. think, okay, oh, I got the, I got the, the in with, uh, with Gabler, and, and now here comes Carla, and maybe, you know maybe it's Carla that has yeah. uh, the, the code to crack Gabler. 
Gabler's like a uh, green lollipop, you know, like they all think they have the lime one, but you might get a whammy with the gross watermelon or green apple. That's how I feel about it. It's just like that. But you're right. You, you're yeah, right. If you get the lime one, you're you're in. But I lime think is good. Is the gr- green apple yes. is gross. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and watermelon. Disgusting. But that lime, limey Gabler is what you want. And he is truly the kingmaker here. But I guess the question for me is, you know, I thought a couple of weeks ago, Gabler is looking like a pretty good losing finalist here. But do you think that Gabler can change the perception? Well, actually, based on the show, the perception of himself to become a player and own his agency and own the game that he's playing and explain himself at the end. Do we think he could Gabler the game? He blew the game. I don't see it. I, I don't okay. think I don't think it will happen. I, I don't think we're getting that, but we have been, and especially me. I have been <laughs> so wrong so many times. And so yeah. it would be very fun if I was. I, I, I don't see it. And that's why I also think that he is such a valuable piece in mm-hmm. that at this final seven, if he became your number. He also, you could get, go to the end. I, I, I suspect he's going to be probably uh, pretty decent on the Final Four fire making also. And I suspect that he's not going to be somebody who is super respected uh, for the jury vote. And so if he's somebody who, you know, helps you win, helps you get the numbers on your side, maybe could make the Final Four fire mm-hmm. making. We've seen him win an endurance challenge. Like, I think that whoever is going to get in the best with Gabler, I think has the best mm-hmm. shot to win. Yeah, I'll, to play the devil's advocate, I don't, th- well, I don't think Gabler is going to win the game. And I think the edit has been, you know, probably the biggest advocate of that. But in the moment where he's at, you know, his biggest rival is gone and not even on the jury, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which I think is still dumb like if you make the merge like Mm -hmm. come on but um you know he doesn't have anyone that i feel like this cast in general like it could just be you know what's on the show but they all seem to like kind of respect each other's opinions and like they don't necessarily see like when we were at seven people for instance like Romeo and Marianne were very much perceived as at the bottom and not doing as much as everybody else, not necessarily by me, but that was kind of a consensus vibe. And it's almost like sometimes their opinion wasn't necessarily looked for or respected, but you know, I feel like this cast seems to be um, more even with one another and more individualistic in their gameplay. And so if he can articulate something that's crazy, I think it's possible, but he would have to have a hundred percent self-awareness, of what he's done that has rubbed people the wrong way. And I'm not sure that that's there, but I guess we'll find out. Um, before you get to questions too, though, I wanted to ask or talk about Owen because we haven't talked about him yet. Yes, And I think that Owen is a, in a very interesting position because he's almost um, the juxtaposition of like new age survivor. He doesn't have a lot of agency in what's gone on. He's barely been slipping by. He's constantly left out of votes, um, but he seems like a capable social smart player but he's just hasn't been on the right side of the coin. Mm -hmm. So now you take somebody who has the ingredients to be a successful winner. He hasn't pissed anybody off, but he's not being able to like rally things to go his way. Does he have a path to victory? If he gets to the end, will he be respected enough, even though he was left out of votes when he seems like a great guy? Otherwise, um, is he like a Spencer? That's kind of how I see him right now. Yeah. I I mean, I definitely could see him as, um, you know, 
the Kagiyan version of Spencer, where that if he got to the end, you know, everything has gone the wrong way for him more often than except for last week's vote, where yeah. he was on the right side of the numbers. Uh, that wasn't even though his well, actually, you know, his vote got stolen, um, yes. but his vote got stolen and then was voted the right way. Intentionally. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and luckily, also, that Gabler told him to vote for Janine and he didn't vote for Ryan, mm-hmm. even though he was telling people he voted the wrong way on that vote, uh, which we still don't really understand why. So, yes, I do think that Owen is likable enough that he's won he's won challenges. And I and I do think that if he gets to the end that I think he can tell that story. And I think the story is so important when you get to the final three to say, like, like nobody told me anything. I look at me. You like everybody tried to get me out the whole time and I'm still here. Do you think a modern day jury, though, will like that? You know, that um, I, I will they like the the perseverance of an underdog without the active agency in the game? Yes. I, the jury loves an underdog. And yeah. you, uh, like you can speak to this as well, being on a, yeah. a much more recent jury than, than I was, because I think yeah. that you always can envision yourself like on the jury as the underdog, like uh, the powers that be in the game. They got you. They got everybody on the jury to look to the one person that's really like upset the apple cart and, you know, messed up the plans of the people that took you out of the game. You love that. Mm -hmm. Like Owen's got no blood on his hands. Yeah, I guess it really comes down to like, I guess the other comparison is so you have Spencer who was actively targeted and they tried to get him out time and time again and they failed, they failed, they failed. Um, Then you have someone like Xander who was constantly on the outs of the alliance but wasn't necessarily targeted along the way and there was some resentment towards him at the end um See, and so they well if i may push back on that like yeah. he was uh, he was on the outs at yas uh but yes. then yeah i guess like, he did kind of get on the end but then he but he by the time that uh like mm-hmm. from the shan vote on like yeah. uh he's on the in yeah that's why they give you the first know-it-all title you're mm-hmm. right yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that Owen is, you know, I think if he can make it there and have a good underdog story, it is possible. But I would love to see how a modern day jury would act towards a gameplay like that versus somebody who was kind of calling the shots but wasn't able to take out someone like him. I think that would be very interesting. I think he has a shot, honestly. I do. I think this game is pretty wide open, to be honest, which I like to watch. Yeah, it's very wide open. It's very, very fun. Final seven. And I think the best thing that Owen has going for him is like, who's coming for him at this point? You know, you have yeah. sort of like, OK, well, I got to start to take out like if we don't get rid of Jesse, if we don't yeah. go for Jesse, he's going to win. Yeah. You know uh, that like I get it. I don't know. Maybe Owen's presence is the thing that sort of mm-hmm. like holds Carla and Cassidy from mm-hmm. looking at Jesse and Cody of right. like, hey, we got to now focus. We got Noel. Now we have to go after Noel's right hand person. And that's mm-hmm. Owen. Um, because he's still out there. So maybe yeah. that's the thing that actually like, that's the shield that can help uh, Jesse at this point. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the temptation to do other things, more bigger fish to fry than Owen, I think could really help Owen. Yeah. I think getting to this point for him is key because if we look past like comparing to, you know, the new age survivor, um, you know, when you get to that merge, you know, it's usually often a bigger group that's kind of controlling things. And then as you go along, the people like from our season, like Marianne and Romeo, when they made it to a certain point, they were targets before that, but then they were in the clear because, you know, the big guns started firing at each other and Marianne especially was able to like fully take advantage of that. And I guess the question is, can Owen do the same? Now all the big guns should theoretically be pointed at each other 
Or do you think it's a mistake for them to not finish the job though? Like, should they be taking Owen out now and worrying about each other later? Or are there so few opportunities with Final Four fire making where they need to go now? Well, who am I answering this question from the perspective of? <laughs> um, I guess, let's say you are Jesse or Carla. I guess so. I'd be two different answers. I think if I'm Jesse, I think that my next move might be Owen. I, I think that mm-hmm. Jesse uh, doesn't seem to know, like, and we know more than Jesse. This is like the one blind spot that Jesse has is that conversation that we saw that Carla and Gabler had of like, hey, you got to watch out for Cody and Jesse. And so I think that Jesse and Cody, I think that their next move probably is looking at Owen as uh, that one person who's left uh, and they feel like, Hey, we've got, we've got Gabler, um, you know, or maybe Sammy is the other person that they could Mm -hmm. be looking at, but like one of those two guys, Owen or Sammy. But if you're Carla, like I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if maybe you can patch things back up with Sammy and might start to be thinking of like, Hey, while just go, go back to Jesse's plan. Okay. What, what are, what are the three steps? Like, uh, you know, step one, have a cover story, cover right? Story. Okay. The cover story is we're going after Owen. Step two, mm-hmm. you know, uh, have have the fall guy of like, uh, well, I don't know if you need the fall guy here, but, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> that basically like could Carla go for Jesse while Jesse is going for Owen or Sammy? Right, right. And I think, so I guess from my thought, and again, this is based off the dynamics we're seeing, which are clearly very incomplete, but, you know, I think Jesse and Carla, I see them as the top dogs in their group of groups of two. And so, or at least the one that's more domineering on the forefront. And, you know, obviously there's confessionals that highlight their story more than the others. So it could be related to just that. But from their perspective, I do think maybe taking out someone like Owen makes the most sense because, you know, when Jesse is out, is Carla the big top dog now and vice versa? Whereas if you're Cassidy and Cody, I feel like you need to get rid of them both before you get to the mm-hmm. end. And there are only a few opportunities to do so. And both Jesse and Carla have idols. Yeah. So I do wonder if they should be making a move at this point and keeping Owen. Yeah. The thing is that Carla doesn't know that Jesse has an yeah. idol. That's the, <laughs> right, the, right. like that. Yeah. That is the probably the biggest information asymmetry that there is in the game right now. Yeah. Of that, nobody knows that Jesse has an yeah. idol, and you know uh, from Marianne just how powerful that can yeah. be uh, when somebody oh, yeah. has an advantage <laughs> that people don't know about it. I'm really excited about this final seven Omer Mm -hmm. because we will not have a do or die. I I believe that Jeff has said that that's not happening. So we're going to get a real final seven uh, for the first time since winners at war. So I am so excited to see how this plays out next week. All right. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I love that. And I think that final seven is such a big vote in modern day survivor because always. it's the last chance for always. Yeah. Even back in the day when you uh, sniped Alex Bell, mm-hmm. but you know, in the current um, format, I feel like it's even more important because there's, this is the last chance that you have to stop like a final three alliance, you know? And I think that maybe that's a little bit less important in modern day survivor compared to what it was in like the thirties and twenties when you could get that locked in group. But I, and that's why I don't like love the fire making thing. Cause it removes a whole, and even the final three, like I don't love, but you know, we're, we're not getting rid of those anytime soon, right. but it just changes the dynamic so much where it's, you know, even from my perspective um, on season 42, like I was like, Oh, okay, well I just need to focus on getting a final four. Cause it doesn't really matter after that, you know? And so it's easier to keep a group of four together than it is to kind of finagle your way into three or two. 
Um, so I do think that's, do you think that stifles any gameplay at all? Or do you think it's been exciting regardless? I definitely think that the final four fire making does uh, stifle the gameplay most of the time. However, in this season, I don't, do we have any groups of four? Like, I kind of feel like uh, we have uh, groups of of two, if anything, uh, groups of two. And maybe uh, maybe some people think they were in a three. But I, I think it's actually going to be a, a pretty interesting end game based on the way yeah. that these uh, groups have ended up uh, eating at themselves. Yeah, Steven incepted those voting blocks into this uh, this game. We love it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Omer, we've been on such a roll here tonight, and it's been so much fun so far, but you haven't even commented on my black shirt tonight. Oh my gosh. Well, you look so trim in your black shirt. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm winking at the camera for those who are listening. All right. Uh, We have questions from the audience uh, that we are going to get to here tonight. If you have questions, you can go ahead and uh, fire them away in the chat here on YouTube or Twitch, and we can bring them up. Okay. How about... Also, a hot take, um, by the way, is... Um, where the hell has Jeff's pale cream yellow shirt gone from the Cook Islands days? I don't know. I think he retired. Not his black shirt. No, we want that pale cream light yellow. (laughs) I think they went with his, uh, very like narrow cowboy hat. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what we missed. So that's why I wasn't into the black shirt. Mm -hmm. And maybe next week, can you in memoriam wear a yellow cream shirt? Let me see if I have one. I think I got to go and uh, well, look it up. You can get one if you don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, look. We've got to get to those Black Friday deals. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tubby uh, Lunchbox uh, has a question. Uh, Tubby Lunchbox says, what are the odds Noel returns in a future season? Um, I think there's a great chance of that. Like, you know, she obviously was a great character. And I think the thing that's, you know, sometimes you get these characters, um, I say characters because, that's, you know, it's a show, but you get these people on the show that, you know, have a really great story, but maybe they're a bit one note. But I don't think that that's the case for Noelle because she has a lot of good and innovative strategy that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily expect for that physical type of player. You know, I think Lindsay last season surprised a lot of people. Um, with her strategy and not just being that sporty girl. And Noelle is the same. There's a lot more to her than just, you know, her sporty nature and, you know, her inspirational story. Like she's an actually good player that can spice up gameplay and create new and innovative um, moves. So I think there's definitely a chance for that. Okay. Omer, you want to take a question? 
Yes. Okay. How about this one from Stu Dodo? I like what you said about Dodo 13. <laughs> um, the Dodo. Okay. So how does Sammy gain back the respect? Trust he sort of slash trust he's he sort of lost this week with people in the game and get some momentum going to win this game. Okay. Um, that's a good question. What do you think first? Boy, I felt that this was a bad episode for Sammy. I, I had been uh, very high on Sammy all throughout the merge. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, look, I, I love like the tightrope uh, that this guy has been walking here. He's mm -hmm. playing a big game. He's making bold moves. They're all working. But tonight, I, I felt like, you know, he basically flipped again where he said, yeah, the only person I care about what they think is Carla. And then by tonight's episode, he's going to like, ah, you know, <laughs> Let me I mean, cause she wasn't right at the, she wasn't at the thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think that he was part of a weird split or was he truly left out? I, I think he was left out. I mean, I, I believe he uh, that looking back at the votes, I think that he and uh, Owen voted together uh, yeah. and they voted for Carla. Yeah, there was just one conversation where it seemed like um, they were telling him that Noel was going after him or something like that. But I'm like, is this a shot in the dark play in case, you know, Noel plays her shot in the dark? But I, I don't know. But either way, whether he was left out or left in. Right. Well, this was kind of weird, right? Like, him. because yeah. uh, that he was voting for Carla, but then we we saw that Noel was voting for Sammy, correct? And Chad, tell yes. me if I... Yes. So, so he was yeah. in on a vote split, yeah. but then uh, Noel was splitting votes on him? That's why I think it was, you know, part of a separate plan as like uh, in case like... Um, Who knows? In case Noel, yeah. But regardless of whether he was in or out of the vote, his, his stock plummeted a lot this week, Taryn Armstrong you let us know yourself with mm -hmm. your actual numbers. But um, for Sammy, I think it's interesting because he, I, I would like to first start off by saying that Sammy is one of my favorite characters of the whole season um, because of how surprising he is as a player. You know, you could think that he was just going to be a straight up physical player. That was going to be it, but he played a far more social and strategic game than someone of his archetype and age would play. Mm -hmm. And I still think regardless of what happened this week, that Sammy and Julia Sokolowski are the best teenagers to ever play survivor do we agree on that okay uh the best teenagers to ever play survivor i don't have the full list in front of me uh i feel like who else are, is in the mix michael yerger i guess oh i forgot about him he was pretty good too michael yerger <laughs> did a pretty i uh, did a pretty yeah. good job um yeah julia sokolowski had moments is there anybody else of course will so, wall i guess uh, will wall um was keith Sowell a teenager as well I'm not sure he's in the like on the Mount Rushmore of the greatest right. teenage players of all time. Yeah, I, I feel there's been a handful, but I think that, you know, for their age, especially like, you know, I see my 19 year old cousin. I'm like, you could never mm -hmm. do what Julia and mm -hmm. Sammy do. Yes. Um, but oh, I do and think Zach that actually, is a Swati oh, legend. Swati. Yes. Yes. Swati. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And Marianne as well. <laughs> I guess she was the most successful. Yeah. But she Just wasn't a teenager. Everyone thought she was 19, Rob, but she wasn't. Mm -hmm. So in terms of um, Sammy, so I think that Sammy and um, uh, Julia are actually very comparable in that there's a lot more going on that you than you would think a 19-year-old would be capable of. And they both had the secret, you know, kind of plan and were trying to sneak around, but got caught a little bit too early. Mm -hmm. You know, Julia got caught by Aubrey. Sammy got caught by Carla and company here. And I think that um, in terms of his recovery, the only thing that concerns me 
where I don't really think so is that he doesn't, at least from the show, it doesn't seem like he knows that they know, you know, mm-hmm. and if, if now they can just placate him and whatnot. Um, and he has no idea that he has damage control to do at least as of now, that's my impression. And I kind of want to take it back to like, where did Sammy kind of go wrong? And um, I think he was doing a lot of things, right. But part of me wonders, you know, was, blowing up Baca the best thing for him because then he's kind of at everybody else's mercy now and trying to like manage all of these people. And he hasn't, he's wanted to keep people like Janine around and wasn't able to because Baca kind of lost unity and numbers. And so I wonder like, where do you think things went wrong? Or do you think it is simply a matter of he shouldn't have told Carla? Um, I wonder if, he that was kind of like a half measure of that mm-hmm. in, in telling Carla, should he have not gone through with the plan? Like, uh, should he right. have told Carla and said, hey, this is what we need to do. Me, you and James uh, need to vote together. I think that Sammy was concerned about James as being a threat and then felt yeah. like, OK, if, if Carla is free from James, now Carla is my number one person. But I wonder if. Sammy is maybe better situated to be able to play the game that he's playing if the Coco larger power structure exists. Stays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's very, very fair. And how much favor would he curry with James and Carla to come back and say, hey, um, let me tell you about what's going on. Uh, What, you know, Sammy or what Owen and Noel are trying to do. Like, I I think he might end up being like in a better spot there. I'm really interested to see how Sammy reacts to mm-hmm. being left out of a vote. We haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I do wonder, so for, t- for two things, I think that he, you know, the Coco structure was great for him and it seems like James had a lot of trust in him. Cause it seemed like from, I think from his interview, was it with you that he had said that he gave knowledge as power temporarily yes. to Sammy? Yes. Um, so obviously James trusted him to some extent. And so getting rid of James that early, I think what James didn't, or sorry, what Sammy maybe didn't realize is that Noel and Owen were going to kind of be mad about that and then spread the fact that he had blabbed to Carla. So I wonder if he was going to fill Carla in, is it best to tell Carla, you know, stick with your vote, pretend you don't know so that, you know, you still gave her the information, but you don't betray at least openly betray Noel and Owen at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least, you know, be, if she's willing to not put her foot down and vote James out, then, then like you said, go with her and fully flip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, here's a question for you from a uh, little H wants to know, uh, does this reward go down as the best emotional victory for a, a contestant in survivor history? I believe this tops Suri on the balance <laughs> beam. Well, what's interesting about this, it's that it was an emotional victory that resulted in a win. I feel like that a lot of these like emotional victories uh, are not actually victories in the literal sense in that, you know, uh, Suri on the balance beam came well after the challenge was over. And a lot of the stuff that we did, like with Heather of like, uh, like nobody's leaving until we try. Uh, This was a rare time that the like um, um, emotional heartstrings moment came at a contestant winning the challenge. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that um, Baylor winning the toe challenge was probably mm-hmm. more. Iconic. Yes. And obviously you winning um, <laughs> a reward. Oh no. You know, I think Noel's is definitely going to be like, I mean, that was okay. So for you educators out there, which I know that you're not Rob because you hate edgic. Um, this was a PP episode for Noel. I do. Uh, I do hate edgic. Um, but yeah. yes, this is what, what it was a PP, a PP. Yeah. Double positive. 
that's like, I, I do think that that, you know, if it, it, you're right in that, you know, it was a victory and not a consolation victory, like in the Suri situation, but this was, you know, the music, the whole, you know, coming from behind, you know, the, the last time we kind of saw something like this that I can recall was like Sierra Easton coming from way behind to solve that puzzle, um, the word puzzle, but there was no like direct emotion tied to the difficulty of her doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on who she was, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that this is the most iconic survivor victory, um, for an individual performance mm-hmm. in a while at least. Yeah. Okay. Deanna has a question. What do you, uh, think of Deanna's question? So Deanna's question is, did Carla care who the target was or was she glad to vote for Noel? That's a really good question, Deanna. Um, And unfortunately, we didn't get a lot of Carla insight tonight, aside from just after the challenge. And right after Tribal Council, uh, in the opening of the episode, we got to see. But we really didn't get to see too much of like what Carla was hoping to do this round. Yeah, and I guess I, I wonder in Carla's position, like just based on what we saw from the show, it's probable that they told her, look, Noelle's going after you. Owen's going after you. And at that point, if you're Carla, you don't really have a choice, but to just kind of go along and you're mm-hmm. getting out. They didn't tell you the vote. After you right. too. Yeah. Um, so I think that in her position, she's probably going along, but also realizing she's saving herself. And, you know, there's not much, I, maybe we didn't hear from her cause it wasn't that complex of a decision for her. I'm not sure. Do you have any other thoughts? No, uh, it's just uh, interesting that the one area we got was where Gabler told her about, okay, Jesse and Cody, like we got to watch out for them. And we really, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe, did we get a confessional from Carla's no. perspective about no, we didn't. her feelings on Jesse and Cody? That's for me, that's one of my other biggest blind spots in this season. What does Carla think about Jesse uh and mm-hmm. in, in is is Jesse a a ride or die for her is Jesse yeah. a target for her is Jesse somebody who uh she's sort of like very like wary of I feel like that we have gotten Jesse talking about his feelings and his yeah. relationship with Carla and maybe we missed it maybe I missed it yeah uh, I I don't know how Carla feels about Jesse Yeah, I mean, that's actually a really good point because, you know, even thinking just now, like a lot of the conversation we framed tonight has been, what do Jesse and Carla do about each other? Do they go after each other? Do they keep each other in the game? And, you know, we see these two things, these two people as rivals. Um, But again, like, um, shout out to Cody, shout out to Cassidy. Like we know that they're, you know, showing more of one side of that pair and that the other pair has, you know, just as much to say and probably as much agency in their own right. But this is a story that we're kind of digesting. And so we wonder like these two are kind of, um, one from Coco, one from Vessi that are in a similar position, but opposite sides. And, you know, I just forgot about their relationship until you just mentioned it because it was such a casual conversation of mm-hmm. Jesse being like, I trust Carla because we have a lot in common when we've never really seen them even talk one on one since then, really. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, I guess that's a big part that we can't really judge because we don't know how close they are. Yeah. And that's a frustrating thing. So that's why I feel like I don't know it all. I don't know at all. Yeah. I mean, I think that we are really like ascribing a lot of value to that one confessional of just saying, mm-hmm. like, I have a really good relationship with Carla. Like, okay. But yeah. he said, I've yeah. got a really good, good relationship, relationship with Noel too. A uh, really <laughs> yeah. good relationship with Owen. So I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I got well, here one, one more question. Okay. And uh, this is from Mike uh, who says, uh, 
for Omer. Oh. What animals would you assign to the remaining players? You don't have to do all seven of the remaining <laughs> players. Oh, you I have, know all seven. You're all ready to go. Um, well, if any of you, t- you're prepared like Mike, the people you take to reward. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If any of you tuned into Mike Bloom's and Liana Boris's uh, podcast, you would already know. The B&B? But give me the name and I'll give you the, the animal. Okay. All right. Start with how about uh, Owen? Okay, so Owen is a binturong, aka the bear cat. Um, they're quiet, stealthy, um, very agreeable, soft, smells like popcorn, and you don't really see them coming. So if these people are not careful enough, that binturong is going to take the win. Do okay. you know what a binturong is? No idea. Okay, well, you know what? They smell like popcorn. Tell your kids that. Okay. They'll All right. That. How about Carla? Carla is a raven. A raven is a um, a corvid related to the crow. Very intelligent, social, calculating, cunning, um, but has a very soft side that can win people over even if they're not expecting it. Okay, Gabler. Gabler is a kakapo because, you know, a kakapo Are these real is, animals? Yes. Oh, my God. If you've ever Googled um, a kakapo, you can see it mating with some guy's head who goes to not going to do that. Like, flaps like that. Yeah, I'll send you the video later. Mm-hmm. Um, but a Kakapo, and this is actually the weirdest one, but it's, I mean, he's just like, so they're very gregarious. They have a very specific life cycle and they're going to stick to it. They make a loud booming call. They're charismatic and own the room wherever okay. they go. Yeah. All right, Jesse, last one. Jesse is a wolf, you know, Ooh. family guy, a leader of the pack on a mission, respected, knows what to do. Killer instinct. Okay. All right. And then uh, one more question. Tori Locker says, "Why, Omer, why are Canadians so good at Survivor? Um, we should ask Tom Laidlaw. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Um, I, okay, I don't, I don't know. I think that Canadians, you know, a lot of them have been dying to get on the show forever. They haven't really had the opportunity. So, you know, are we um, just really so hungry because we never had the opportunity before? Is it because we are kind of like the betas to the United States? So we're just, you know, go along to get along and then you know, we can sneak in there and do Mm -hmm. what we need to do. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or is it just a coincidence? I don't don't know. know. Um, You've really upset the chat uh, with your, what what animal did you say that Gabler was? A kakapo. He's not. Kakapo. Yes. Okay. Uh, People are like. the owl parrot. Yeah. Cody says Gabler is not the (sighs) alligator. I thought Gabler was an alligator. It's a pun, but he's, you you know, an alligator is like. Wrong. Gabler is an alligator. For real. No, an alligator doesn't walk into a room and you're like, oh my God, it's an alligator. Like, (laughs) I mean, I guess if you don't want to die, but like they don't have that charisma that Gabler has. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, there you go. All right. Omer, you did such a great job. Uh, this was oh, incredible. I yeah. appreciate that. Thank you. I had a great time. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm here representing actually the sixth place um, council. So I'm here on behalf tonight of Colleen Haskell, Amber Burkich Mariano, Kim Powers. Right, we're not going to do all Robert DeCano, 42. Yeah. Well, it's just the four of us, the five okay. of us. <laughs> yes, okay, the big four. Don't forget the general. Okay, all right. Uh, Zach Wernberg wants to know, what animal is Rob? Oh, that's a good question, Zach. And you think I would have thought of that before. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to go on a whim here. But I'm going to go with Rob being a, oh my gosh, um, a quokka. Come on. 
Come on. Okay. Have you ever Kelly seen a Quoka? Quoka? Go follow one on Insta- Instagram. They're that little marsupial from Australia. That's always so happy. and nice to meet everybody. Very unassuming. Very charming. Very funny, even perhaps. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Good for photo ops. Okay. All right. Uh, but really, Omer, you're such a natural at this. This was great. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate Steven that. said, get somebody who's not that good. So by comparison, well, people say, oh, I wish Steven was back, but I, I failed at that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should talk some crap on here and then put poop on my glasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like he does, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ask Tony. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me talk about what else is going on. And of course, uh, I know you already had your Thanksgiving, but we have ours yeah. here in the U.S. coming up on Thursday. And after that, it's time for Black Friday when all of the stores have got the big discounts. And of course, the Rob is a podcast merch store is a no exception for. Well, I did send a code out to our patrons earlier this week. It was yeah. an early Black Friday sale. But for everybody, happy holidays, 10% off. Go to Rob slash merch. It's the best time of year. You get your hands on the brand new uh, merch that we have in our newly redesigned store. Uh, go, let's go to robinswebsite.com slash merch and use promo code Rahappy Holidays. And uh, if you all buy enough stuff, get that money, baby. Yes, yes. I'll be shopping there as soon as I'm off of here. <laughs> yes. You know, no, you, you are shopping there, but uh, we have said whatever, whatever you want at the merch so store kind. is yours. So kind. Yes. Um, I want a mug and a sweatshirt. Fine. Do you have a sweatshirt on yeah, there? Yeah, of course. Of course we have a sweatshirt. Yes. Yeah. Of course, uh, we've got so much going on this week. Of course, uh, we'll be a little bit time shifted because of Thanksgiving on Thursday, but look for that exit interview on Monday. Plus, Shannon Goss, get your feedback questions in. A lot of strategies to talk about from this episode. Plus, Tiffany Seely, not to mention the B&B. Uh, no Survivor Global this week when Shannon is going to be on with me. Uh, why Noel lost the Stockwatch and uh, Purple Pants podcast Survivor News Edition with uh, Bryce and when? Yes, um, Omar. Why do I look so white in that picture? Mm, yes, uh, that we uh, did not update it with your face. <laughs> we do actually look strikingly similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, then tonight after this i still got to talk about the amazing race tonight i'll be talking about the back half of the mega leg uh do you watch the amazing race homer uh, okay yes i'm actually i'm hoping to get on with sasha sometime but maybe even tomorrow perhaps we'll see mm-hmm. but um you know this mega leg bullshit uh, can i say that on here I'm i mean so you just B- did bs why do you hate the mega um, leg okay you can't say there's no non-elimination legs mm-hmm. and throw in a mega leg that's like that's not a thing like, please mm-hmm. um, do like the hourglass. Put it in one night if you're going to do that. Okay. So be more like the hourglass. Yeah. And you know what? They should bring back the non-elimination, but marked for elimination. That was the best way to do it. I don't know what they're messing with all this U-turn business or mm-hmm. whatever. Wow, you're such an amazing race historian. Um, Ugh, yeah. And then we'll yeah. have our amazing race exit <laughs> interview coming up on Monday. Uh, by the way, the chat is asking for Omer. Can you give us the birdie slash oh, yeah, fishy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think so it's an I easy night, right? Rain. Yeah, I get full rain of the fishy tonight. Sure. Right? Yeah. Okay, so Stephen can't undo this. He, he, you can give the birdie away. Okay, fine. I'll give the birdie away. Um, but obviously, it's Jesse. Come on. Yeah, I mean, this was like the easiest <laughs> night ever to do yeah. the fishy. Um, a spoiler alert on your future Chizzy points, BT dubs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, give them all, all, I'll give them all six. 
Okay. All right. Okay. You know what? I do want to honorable mention Gabler though, truly, because I know that's a weird, maybe a weird choice, but he has all the information and he has information that nobody else does have right now. He just hasn't acted on it yet. So I can't give that to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, Omer, you watch all these CBS reality shows. Have you been watching The Real Love Boat? <laughs> no, but yeah, baby boy Zach has been. Mm-hmm. Oh, Zach Wernberg is watching the real yeah, love he's boat. A big love boat. Fan. Oh, we got to get him on the pod. He, uh, he believes in true love. Yeah, get him on the pod. Like, yeah. He knows. Oh, this was actually a really good episode of the real love boat uh, this week. Very dramatic. So I broke it all down with Jenny and Kirsten. So be on the lookout for that one. Of course, we do that on video as well. So check out the video on our YouTube channel of the real love boat as uh, that's wrapping up. Uh, season one of The Real Love Boat. Might be one and done, The Real Love Boat. Omer, this week on Nothing But Netflix, uh, your friend and mine, Chappelle, and I talked about a brand new movie, the number one movie on Netflix. It's called Slumberland, starring Jason Momoa. He talks to fish, uh, something in, uh, in other movies that you would like to do, right? I don't care to speak to fish personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Slumberland, I got on Nothing But Netflix, ready to joke around and make fun of the Slumberland. And I have to say, I earnestly loved it. I thought it was such a great family movie. There was a commercial on during Survivor, if you haven't seen it. It, My recommendation, if you're looking for something to watch with the family this weekend, check out Slumberland on Netflix. And then you can check out Chappelle and I breaking it down on the latest Nothing But Netflix. I don't understand what's going on in that picture. I think he's like sliding. Here, go back, go back. Uh, you I mean, uh, they go into dreams and I think they're like, uh, um, I don't want to spoil what they're doing, but it, does he have it, fangs or is he that does just... have, fa- he does have fangs. Okay. Uh, there are, you know, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, some great goose action shots also. Oh, so, okay. I was going to say you. more into Fong, but not Fang, but, mm-hmm. um, I'll yeah, consider it. Okay. So, uh, check out Slumberland over on Netflix. Uh, then over on a brand new podcast, uh, Rob and Josh are watching television, got back together with my old buddy, Josh Wiggler, uh, for a Love weekly check-in ass. over on post-show recaps to talk about uh, different stuff on TV. And uh, this week we took a look at the Walking Dead series finale. You know, I used to podcast about the Walking Dead. I do recall that, but mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't know it was still on. Yeah, well, not anymore. Uh, and again, this yeah. was just the finale for the Walking Dead, not the finale for the nine other spinoffs of uh, Walking Dead. So uh, check that out. Plus uh, much more over on my weekly conversation with Josh Wiggler. Also, uh, we have been doing a new monthly series where Grace Leader is playing games with our HAP podcasters and personalities. This Tuesday, uh, we will be back for another edition of Roll Call Live playing Spyfall uh, with a, a great panel, uh, including yours truly, Grace Leader, uh, and Amon Adwin, Liana Boris, and your friend of mine, Gabby Pescuzzi, are going to be playing. Wait, is this like uh, Mafia? Uh, it is not like Mafia. It's more of a board game that we're playing live. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, you could check out the uh, highlights of the last game we played over on our YouTube channel as we played Clue last month. So uh, check out Roll Call coming once a month uh, to uh, Rob as a podcast. Were you Professor Plum? I was actually Mr. Green. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Do I strike you as more of a Professor Plum? I think so. I don't really give off a professorial vibe, right? 
A little bit. Yeah. You are a know-it-all. I am a know-it-all, and I do the Survivor Academy, but do you feel like I come from academia? I honestly think you could. Remember when Jeff hassled you for being a computer science guy? The computer science guy and the rocket scientist can't even beat the, uh, the mm-hmm. girls that they Yeah, co- a computer guy can't even do a puzzle. Like, well, since yeah, when yeah. is working on a computer like a puzzle? Yeah, and it was a they had, that had sexist undertones, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Also, that the women had like a twenty minute lead uh, on us at that point in time, and we yeah. showed up, and they tried to make it seem like uh, oh they're blowing it. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, uh, we have a brand new patron show uh, that we just started doing. It's called the Patron Happy Hour. Every week, I'm going to get on live on our Discord and our Facebook and take calls from the patrons. Talk about everything that's going on. And so uh, I put the first episode, did a feed drop, dropped it in our main podcast feed. And every week I'll be getting together with our patrons and taking your calls on the brand new uh, feature for the patrons in our patron podcast feed, the patron happy hour. And of course, you can get in on all of the fun that we're having in our Robin's podcast patron community. Uh, It's pretty swell, right, Omer? Yeah, for sure. I have been having a hard time accessing it, but I can maybe talk to Sam offline about that. Okay. But I would like to call into a Nicole show. Okay. Uh, we can certainly do that. And so you can get access to our patron podcast feed, everything we have going on in our patron Facebook group and Discord, and much more when you go to robisawebsite.com slash patron. And of course, make sure you subscribe to Rob's Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You could simply go to robswebsitecom slash subscribe to get links to all of our shows and subscribe. Uh, your feedback and reviews always appreciated. All right. And I would like to plug your patron because I have been a patron for years and it is actually excellent. And I do think everybody should do it. And they also play Family Food, which is really cool. And maybe I should try to get five people from Survivor 42 to make up a Family Feud team. Okay, and that would be very fun. We played Family Feud last week on Tuesday. You know that my dream is to, you know, uh, be a game show host. So yeah. fortunately, a lot of times the Robbins Podcast Patreon lets me live out that dream vicariously. So I appreciate that. And uh, Omer, thank you so much for saying that about the patron. Yeah, thank you. I will get a team together if you would host something. Oh, definitely. I mean, with survivor themed uh, questions. Have you looked at the January TV schedule? No. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, it seems like a great time to do it. Omar, what's coming up okay. for you? Um, I am back to work. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm just working, living, living, living. Some could say with two exclamation marks and two dots underneath. Mm-hmm. Going to Hearts of Reality in a month, but otherwise, oh, be I'm fun. just, uh, yeah, living my best life, you know? Okay. Well, Omer, you killed it here tonight. I thought this was such a fun Thank discussion you. and we uh, got into so many. Uh, interesting things about tonight's vote and where we go from here. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, doing this and I appreciate uh, everything you do. You're a great friend uh, to me and the podcast. That's so sweet. Do you think I killed it because I'm so used to euthanizing things or... Oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> first, uh, yeah, joke. yeah, first, uh, first uh, people, uh, you know, send the pet to you and then they go to Sammy. Then they go to Sammy. Yeah, shout out to the Incinerator King. Mm-hmm. All right. Well... You two were on fire tonight, Omer. Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. Have a happy Thanksgiving to everybody in the U.S. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.